This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket. Goldfinger. Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Orlando Magic by a score of 93-86 to 86, uh, on Tuesday night at uh, the Amway Center down in lovely Orlando. Said nobody ever. Um, it was, as you can tell by the final score, a very... Um, you know, just just a very difficult game in which, like, there wasn't a lot of offense um, being played by either team. Um, the Raptors at least had their excuse of, you know, being way too disinterested to play hard against the Magic and also uh, resting DeMar DeRozan, which was very smart. The Raptors play it back-to-back. Um, and tomorrow they'll play their Cleveland Cavaliers, so you much rather have DeMar for that than you would have DeMar for the Magic. Um, and also the Raptors are also missing Fred Van Bleet, who still has this hand contusion thing, and he's just chilling at home right now. So, you know, the Raptors didn't have their top guns, but, um, you know, I guess from that perspective, it's not surprising that the, the game sort of was as ugly as it was. Uh, they still won the game, which is great. Like, fantastic. I'm not, not saying anything about that. It was just, like, the way the game was played was just really sloppy. But it actually turned out to be a pretty fun game, all things considered, because, you know, because of these absences and because of the fact that so many of the Raptors, uh, veterans and reliable players, quote-unquote, um, were not, like, performing, that 
you know, it was entertaining because in case you had to find some lineups and find some players and just come up with a few tricks, really, um, to, uh, to to make it all happen. And, uh, you know, Dwayne Casey did it again, man. He found, he found some players. And, look, usually in these games where the Raptors are playing uh, a lowly opponent who may or may not be trying to tank, who knows, um, you know, pretty much all that comes down to is if Dwayne can find five players that will play hard. And uh, usually two of the players that are, you know, almost always on that list are Lowry and, you know, Siakam. And those two were very heavily involved tonight. Um, but, you know, Casey had to turn to Lorenzo Brown and Baby Naguera today. And, you know, shout out to Mojo Jojo uh, and his huge head for being a plus 23. Um, that's Brown, of course. And also um, shout out to Bebe, who... I just want to show a lot of love to Bebe, all right? Like, Bebe hasn't played all year. Bebe is a capable NBA rotation player. Bebe should be playing somewhere. Um, but Bebe finds himself stuck in a difficult situation in Toronto where you have um, an established, entrenched starter in Valanchunas that's playing well on a big contract. Um, Serge Ibaka is also an option at center. He's on a big contract. And then you got, you know, then you got uh, Jakob Pertl, who for most of the season has been really solid. But in the occasional times where where um, Pertl hasn't really come up to par, Pertl's been in foul trouble or whatever, um, you know, Bebe has stepped in. And usually Bebe has changed the game. And today, only four points and four rebounds for Bebe in 17 minutes. But he was a plus 16, and he was a huge part of the Raptors' closing lineups. The Raptors closed, like I said earlier, with... Lowry with Siakam, uh, with Brown, and with Bebe, and with DeLon Wright uh, as their small forward. It obviously, it's a very unusual combination. Obviously, they probably won't see any you know, meaningful action ever again, but um, Dwayne Casey just had to f- find five players that would play hard. And uh, defensively, man, uh, they were playing um, you know, perfect basketball. I mean, the rest of this game, not perfect basketball at all. The Raptors started off slowly. Um, you know, the Magic's bench, led by Shelvin Mack, was kind of torching us for a while. And then Kyle Lowry went cold, which meant the whole entire offense went cold because it was pretty much just him and JV working pick and roll in the first quarter. Then it was Lowry hitting some threes. And then the third quarter, Lowry was just really off. And so the Magic took a lead, and it looked like a loss. But in the fourth quarter, the guys I mentioned earlier um, started playing some lockdown defense. And, you know, realistically, you don't actually have to play lockdown defense as Orlando Magic. This is a really sad franchise with a really sad group of players. Um, but, you know, they held the Magic to just two points in the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, and the two points were two free throws by Bismack Biombo on an intentional foul. So, um that defense kept them in the game. Of course, the Raptors offensively were not scoring at all, so um, they weren't actually making much of a comeback at that time. But uh, the defense got the Raptors to you know, stay in the game, and then uh, Kyle Lowry came in, hit a couple of threes, uh, and that pretty much swung the result of this game. I mean, pretty much either team could have won this game. The Magic could have easily won this game if they just, I don't know, like had a, any self-respect really, but... You know, the it was just kind of there, and nobody was really taking it. It's like the, the leftover pizza that your office has, and you just, you know, finally you cave after walking over one time, and you, you, you take it, and you hope no one sees. And you're not proud of it, but, you know, you take the win. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm not going to get on anybody from this game. I don't think it's, you know, important to do so. Um, obviously, the Raptors weren't very interested in playing, and, you know, it happens. And it's, it's not surprising either. I mean, like, the Magic are kind of just wasting everybody's time as a franchise in the NBA. Um, but, you know, Serge... Uh, honestly, even though even when he has his usual thirteen and six, it's still and with two blocks, it's still kind of like unsatisfying for some reason. I think it's just because he looks so labored out there. Um, this really jam packed schedule, of course, has really you know put a toll on his knees and stuff. So I'm not that surprised he looks creaky out there. Malcolm Miller, he was uh, really bad defensively early on and posted zeros across the board except for a turnover. OG is starting to worry me a little bit. I mean, he's rock steady, and he doesn't look shaken at all. So that always projects some confidence. But um, the small forward position has, you know, become a question mark once again because OG, since coming back to the lineup, hasn't really had time to practice, um, and he hasn't really had time to reintegrate. And he's kind of looked really shaky in all these games. He's, um, so, yeah, OG scoreless tonight, not good on defense. JV, um, he was fine. I'm not actually sure why he didn't come back and play. I mean, he looked kind of lumbering, and the Raptors kind of needed some energy, so I'm fine with Bebe, but he was fine in his minutes. Um, he ran a pick-and-roll with Kyle Lowry, which is not like JV screen for Lowry. No, for the first time in probably ever, Lowry screened for Jonas as Jonas drove from the three-point line, and JV got like two steps in and then kicked it out to Lowry, who hit an open three. Um, modern basketball is very strange is what I'll say. When when there's a pick and pop, but Lowry's popping about and is dribbling. But uh, yeah, I mean JV gave up some buckets to Vucevic, but uh, ultimately I think JV played well. Lowry was phenomenal throughout. He gets the first star, um, and you know he was the offense for a long time. Um, his playmaking in this game was also really good to watch. Um, again, save for a very weak third quarter, which um, you know had me a little bit concerned. This was kind of a throwback performance where Lowry is running the ship, and you know it's Lowry's team, and it's up to him to generate shots for everyone else. And you know with DeRozan sort of developing the way he has over the last two years, that responsibility has steadily um, come off of Lowry's shoulders and, and been put onto DeRozan. But it's fun to see Lowry, you know, put it back on. It, it reminds me of 2016 or 2015. You know, like those the, that was those were the times where Lowry was really like you know the 1A guy and uh yeah when he won the Raptors did win which is a lot of the time it was because Larry was you know putting out performances like this so it was nice to see this little throwback 25 points five rebounds eight assists nine of 17 shooting seven of 13 from deep for Larry plus 11 37 minutes the minutes are regrettable but I mean like shit there's no one else who could generate any offense today um, Siakam, uh, a consistent force in this game, defensively uh, very active. He had one play where he blocked, uh, I forget who it was, Mac or somebody. And then the ball is going out of bounds, and he jumped into the stands and like threw the ball like back into the play. Um, it's like sort of like scooping it, you know, behind him. That was a really impressive play. I mean, Siakam, the shooting percentage wasn't great because you know he tried to use his crossovers, and the Magic were sagging into the paint as much as possible, and. You know, uh, that kind of cut off his efficiency. But he did hit a three in the fourth quarter, which was great to see. That kind of pushed the Raptors' lead a little bit. And he finished with eight uh, points and seven rebounds. So, you know, he could certainly get a case for, you know, one of the three stars. He's gotten a lot of stars recently, so I'm not going to give it to him today. But uh, certainly deserving. CJ Miles was really off, and that's all I need to say about that. Norman Powell, 
was a minus 19 in 18 minutes during a win, which is against the Magic, too, which is really concerning, but it's just weird. Like, this is just a plus-minus stat. Like, I think this is a bit of a mirage because, like, Powell played well in the first half. He was hitting some shots. He was initiating offense. He was hitting um, pull-up jumper or not pull-up jumpers, spot-up jumpers, which is what you want to see out of him. And, you know, he had a weird stretch in the third quarter. We had two turnovers and whatever, and he got yanked and didn't see the floor again. But I don't think he was so bad that he was a minus 19. I just think that that's just a quirk. But I thought overall power actually looked fine. It's just his decision-making is poor. I mean, we've known this from time. Bebe gets one of my stars. Um, like I said, his energy really changed his game. Um, you know, picking up for Pirtle. Pirtle had a really sloppy game. And so it was Bebe's turn to come in on Bebe. You know, just energetically, uh, just you know, being a presence around the rim. He's obviously such a freakish athlete uh, with his length. Um, and, you know, the Raptors won this with defense. So shout out to Bebe for becoming the first ever player to get a star off four points or four rebounds. But, uh, you know, those are important. Uh, Lorenzo Brown was a plus 23. Again, this highlights the strangeness of the plus minus stat because I didn't feel like Lorenzo Brown even played that well. He got, you know, back cut a couple times on defense and just wasn't playing great overall. But um, I don't know. He kind of got it steady later on in the game. He hit a couple jumpers um, in the second half. So shots to him. And then the third star, I'm going to give it to DeLon Wright, actually. 10 points off the bench, 28 minutes, five rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block. Um, plus 13. Defensively, he was very solid, as he always is. Um, I like seeing Wright take control of the bench unit, um, you know, with DeLon, or with uh, Fred Van Vliet out. Um, Wright just rarely does that, and it's not really in his nature to sort of be the guy that takes charge. You, you can see that he's an easygoing, laid-back kind of dude from California, um, and a little bit shy, even though he's JV's age. JV's definitely not shy, but, I mean... It's just nice to see him like dribble to the basket and stuff. It's just one of the most fun things I find about the Raptors is that Wright is this magician with the ball. And even though he's so good and so crafty at getting to the rim, he doesn't try to as much as he wants, which is a bit, I guess, I don't know. Maybe he should do that more. But it's just fun to watch him freestyle and get his way to the rim. Like, he's got so many subtle fakes in his game, so many, like, you know, step moves, um, you know, dribble moves. I mean, he finishes with either hand. He can finish above the rim if he needs to. But mostly he's just a very smooth player. And um, defensively, of course, like, his size allows him to guard small forwards so he can be out there with multiple point guards. And that's generally how Dwayne Casey likes to close. And, you know, it's a case for Wright to play more minutes because defensively he's very solid. Even when he's asked to guard threes, he's solid. Um, And, uh, yeah, Wright was a big part of the Raptors' fourth quarter. Tonight, I think he put the entire fourth quarter, very positively Fred Van Vliet type of performance. And, you know, that's why it's nice to have all this depth, man. When when, when Van Vliet's at home chilling, we still have the line right to come in and close. And uh, that's what happened tonight. So... That's that. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, giving that to Shelvin Mack, a.k.a. my guy Sahal. Uh, yeah, Shelvin Mack was burning the Raptors early on with a bunch of driving layups, like going under the rim, finishing, hitting some threes. It was kind of insane. He ultimately finished with 17 points on 7-16 shooting with 3 of 6 from deep, 4 assists, 2 steals. Was only a minus 6 um, in 24 minutes. Shelvin Mack playing like he was on Butler all over again. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, I mean, there's not much to, to say about the magic. Because, like, you know, it's, it's the magic. Um, 
this was the type of game where Lorenzo Brown got the post-game interview <laughs> uh, on TV, which is kind of hilarious. Um, never heard that man speak in my life. And I'm pretty sure I've been in, in some scrums with him at the G League. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird night. Whatever, man. The Raptors obviously just wanted to get some rest. That's actually been a nice, you know, side effect of this game. A lot of players did get rest. JV got rest. Ibaka got rest. Miller. Well, you know, not the rest Miller. But, you know, OG. Lowry had to get a full run, but, you know, it is what it is. DeRozan, obviously. And hopefully Fred is healthy tomorrow. I mean, like, you know, just all those guys were got a chill night. And, uh, you know, DeRozan did make a cameo um, after the game, you know, dapping up uh, Bismack and Terrence Ross. And, of course, you know, another loving montage there between the two of those guys. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's cool. It's fun. With the Magic want to be us, we keep destroying them. It's it's a fun cycle, and I'm I'm happy that the Raptors are where they are right now. So, 53 wins for the Raptors. It's uh it's it's a good time for us. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow to recap a more important game. But in the meantime, thank you to everyone for listening. Please read 10 things. Uh, you can find it on Medium. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters. I will try my best to write a column this week. I've been uh, working a lot of night shifts this week, so I've been really tired. Um, but, I mean, the Raptors have been playing such great basketball, and with the playoffs coming up, I, I want to write something. So hopefully there's something on the Patreon site and eventually the Medium site um, on Friday. But uh, if not, um, just know that I really appreciate the Patreon supporters, and I'm trying to do as much as I can. So um, thanks again to everyone for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound. On the road, the 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.